Welcome to Real Life Christianity with Deacon John Lozano. This podcast is about real life and living it in the light of the gospel. Real things, everyday things, relationships at home and work, real issues that the world presents every day. The complexities, difficulties, joys and aspirations of being human. Deacon John is a real guy. A deacon, but also a husband, a dad, a businessman, as well as an experienced counselor, educator, and author. Deacon John invites us to come as you are as he brings the transformative power of the gospel down from the clouds to real life, your life. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, While people were listening to Jesus speak, he proceeded to tell them a parable because he was near Jerusalem, and they thought that the kingdom of God would appear there immediately. So he said, a nobleman went off to a distant country to obtain the kingship for himself and then to return. He called 10 of his servants and gave them 10 gold coins and told them, engage in trade with these until I return. His fellow citizens, however, despised him and sent a delegation after him to announce, we do not want this man to be our king. But when he returned after obtaining the kingship, he had the servants called to whom he had given the money to learn what they had gained by trading. The first came forward and said, sir, your gold coin has earned an additional 10. He replied, well done, good servant. You have been faithful in this very small matter. Take charge of 10 cities. Then the second came and reported, your gold coin, sir, has earned five more. And to this servant, too, he said, you take charge of five cities. Then the other servant came and said, sir, here is your gold coin. I kept it stored away in a handkerchief, for I was afraid of you, because you are a demanding man, and you take up what you did not lay down, and you harvest what you did not plant. He said to him, with your own words I shall condemn you, you wicked servant. You knew I was a demanding man, taking up what I did not lay down and harvesting what I did not plant. Why did you not put my money in the bank? Then on my return, I would have collected it with interest. And to those standing by, he said, take the gold coin from him and give it to the servant who has 10. But they said to him, sir, he has 10 gold coins. He replied, I tell you, to everyone who has, more will be given. But to the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Now as for those enemies of mine did not, that did not want me to be their king, bring them here and slay them before me. After he had said this, he journeyed on his way to Jerusalem. The Gospel of the Lord.
I was uh, reading a commentary on today's scripture, gospel, and it said that this is about the following. To use your talents according to the will of God, and then you will be ready for the final judgment rendered by the glorious Son of Man. To use your talents according to the will of God, and then you'll be ready for his coming. Wow, I thought. <laughs> That's pretty big. Never quite thought of it that way. I thought using your talents is a kind of good and nice thing, but I never thought of it as like, it's kind of what it's all about. It kind of makes sense when you think about it. Because when we acknowledge our gifts, we acknowledge our goodness, our goodness. <laughs> Sometimes hard for us. We acknowledge the gold that God has given us. We love ourselves and we love God in loving ourselves. You know, we serve no one by denying our gifts. We serve no one. Part of our journey of faith is to acknowledge the gold, the gift he has given us. Second thing is we give it away. It's the purpose of your gift. <laughs> to give it away. It's not for you or me, it's to be given away. And the more we give it away, <laughs> the more we receive it. It's called loving others, serving others with our gift, our gold. So we love ourselves, we love others. And finally, uh, we love God. Because in order to give it away, we take a risk. It takes faith to risk. Our biggest fear in life is failure. Oh my goodness. We can be so afraid of failure. We can be frozen in it. Or even just to make a mistake. How many times did I beat myself up over making a mistake? Because I wasn't trusting God. So what? <laughs> Risking is a way of trusting God and loving him. See, when we know we are loved by God and we love him, this power of failure and mistakes has no power over us. We are loved by him. We love him. So we fail, make a mistake. So when we know we're loved by God and by a faith community, failure and mistakes have no power. We're free to move out of our comfort zone, out of this little caved-in world, and give away what we have and who we are to others, and then we receive more, and we go closer to him. You know, the first two servants doubled their wealth, doubled it, precisely in the measure they risked it. There's no other way, friends. There's no safe way here. In risking it, 
we receive in return double. God exists in pure gift form. And if we want his life, we do what he does. Gift it and give it. A couple of examples. I went to a prayer meeting about 17 years old, and it's kind of a pivotal time of my conversion. And uh, so I'm going there pretty uh, defensive, um, skeptical, like what in the world is a prayer meeting? And I was welcomed by someone. And the person welcomed me so warmly, so profoundly, and radiated something of joy for me. <laughs> something of faith was there that it totally predisposed me to this event. Got rid of all my defense. In fact, I thought, boy, there's something going on here for what I see in her. And I had a profound encounter with God at that meeting. Never would have happened if I wasn't welcomed, if that woman didn't give her gift to me. Never would have happened. Another example is in the Bible, Barnabas is called the son of encouragement. <laughs> what a cool name. You're the son of encouragement. You're the daughter of encouragement. You imagine Paul, all that he went through and all the trials, what it meant to him to have the son of encouragement standing by his side. In fact, he championed Paul when others wanted to dismiss him. What he meant to Paul's life. Where would Paul be without Barnabas? His encouragement. Where would we be without Paul? I see the connection. Finally, uh, another example is my wife. She was a nurse pediatric nurse practitioner at the time, and she said to me once, I could never talk in front of people the way you do. I immediately said, I could never take care of sick children. I could never do it. See, friends, we have gifts. We have things that we have. And they're all different. And they're all necessary. But it, they're necessary to be given away so that the kingdom can happen in our midst and that we could prepare to meet him. When we give away our gifts, we love ourselves. We love others. And we love God. And then we're ready for the final judgment. We're ready for the one we love. Ready for the one who loves us. thank you for listening and for sharing the good news with Deacon John, who asks you to come back often and support him by subscribing, by rating the site, and please share our site with others in your circle.